gonna show you. I'm gonna show you how to operate in the spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does your sun set high? Does your sun set high? Welcome. Happy Life Studios. Hey, are you happy? If you're not, then why? If you're not, then why? We're here to help your life be happier. Welcome to Happy Life Studios. You're road tripping with Steve-O today. There's a lot of amazing people out there. And uh, on my travels, when I go to speak places, I come across a lot of them. And one of my goals in this podcast isn't just for you to hear me, but I'd love to introduce you to some of these amazing people that, that have really amazing brains or hearts, or they just got a really good handle on how to be happy. And so I want to get inside of that brain, pull, pull what I can out and give it to you guys. That's exactly what I did with this podcast today. Uh, this guy is not only an amazing human being, but he's a good friend. I've known him for a long time and, uh, we were driving in the car on this last trip, had an amazing trip, uh, had some amazing speaking engagements, just really cool things happen. And while I was in the car with him, picking me up from the airport, we had a several hour drive. And um, I always try to go a little bit early and stay a little bit longer with him because I just love to rub shoulders up against this guy. And I want you to rub shoulders up against him too. So welcome with me today, uh, my friend, Tony. I apologized for, for the background noise, but I just... I'm sitting next to him thinking, you know what, we were talking, I, I thought, i got to record this. So I pulled out my phone and just started record um, with him, so that's why the quality isn't as good as normal, but the content is amazing. So I hope you enjoy this episode. In fact, I think I'm going to make this into a two-part series, because uh, I got a couple podcasts recorded with him on this last trip. So here we go. This is my friend, Tony. Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Uh, you're in for a special treat today. My name is Steve Hayes, and I have a special guest in my studio today, which is actually a van. <laughs> so if, if you hear any background noise, that's what it is. Uh, this is a not only a very good friend of mine, but he's a hero. He's a hero to me. He's a hero to a lot of people. If you've listened to this podcast for very long, you've heard me talk about Camp Daniel a lot, which is really a camp for some of the most amazing people in the world, really, uh, for people with disabilities. Tony... It's not only the starter, but he's also, he's a, this is his thing and his parents thing. They work together, but Tony has helped me a lot. In fact, Tony, you've been here since the beginning of Happy Life, really, for the most part. I have. In fact, I remember coming back from, um, one of the first times I preached, I remember coming to you after I'd been talking about this for about a year or so, and just saying, man, I can't get rid of this Happy Life thing. I mean, everywhere I go, God wants me to tell people about Happy Life, and I can't preach any of the messages. It's a different message, but it was always the same topic. It was always on happy life and how to get there and how to do it. And I remember sitting with you at your table, dining room table, and all of a sudden you pull out your laptop and you start doing something. Like, what is he doing? He's got these green circles and black circles. Next thing I know, you made the logo for happy life that we still use to this day. I mean, it was pretty cool. And then, then you've helped us a lot with, you know, all of the product that is made is made by the people 
of Camp Daniel, which I think is really super cool. And that's that's all your thing, Tony. Um, so you really don't get a whole lot out of that um, to help me out in that way and to, to make that product and do all that type stuff. Can you? What would cause you to you decide to take it upon yourself to make product and to help out with this whole thing? Why would you? Why would you do something like that? The reason is because what you do and what I do are not independent of each other. They're, I believe in community and I believe that we need to depend on each other and part of the happy life is just that. And so furthering, you know, happy life doesn't just further something for you. It, it furthers something bigger for all of us that's needed. And I don't think we can live without right now. Okay, so talk a little bit more about how that's what happy life is, needing each other. I think it's inherent to Bible 101, like before sin, God made Adam and then made Eve because Adam needed help. And so um, one of the things we know about priests and humans is that we're built on dependence. We're built in need for each other. And God's created us to be that, and we've done everything we can to eliminate it. So, um, to me, it's the very basis for happiness. It's the very basis for satisfaction in this life is is depending on each other. So, why do you think, if that's the case, why do you think so many? What, what did you say? That they try to get rid of it, or they try to make little of it? Why is it that we don't want to rely upon each other or need each other? I think it's hard for us get over that wants to be independent, that wants to do what it wants to do, and need often can bring, um, well, need can bring pain, and I think we live in a society that says uh, happiness and pain don't go together, but human reality is pain, and we can be happy despite feeling pain. It's part of the process, actually. And if anyone would know that, you would know that because you work week after week and all through the year. I mean, but you're talking about people that a lot of people would look at them, including myself back in the day, and say, boy, how could they even be happy? I don't get it because they're completely dependent upon somebody else. They can't go to the bathroom without somebody else helping them. You know, they have to have their, their, um, you know, every, every need met for by someone else. And I don't need to go into all the details of that. And yet, I mean, they're still human. Uh, they still struggle with anger, sadness, all the emotions that we struggle with. But yet, I tell you what, Disney Disney World, I've said this before, but Disney is not the happiest place on earth. Camp Daniel is. I mean, so talk, can you talk about that a little bit, or did I hit that on the head just fine? I think you did. I, I think that when you have a group of people where dependency is something that they've it's all most of our campers have known and so it's not a it's not necessarily a painful subject it's not necessarily something that they would say is a terrible thing or um i know myself and i'm, I'm all about pulling myself up by my own bootstraps or um yeah. not asking for help or right. wanting to do things on my own never and, let them see a sweat we were right, trying right and so and then i think that sometimes um, I, I just think people with disabilities come into the world with that 
people with intellectual disabilities especially come into the world with that need there and it, so it just becomes much more natural um, where I've for myself personally I've had to work at understanding I need dependence and then uh, it's been a process of learning of becoming more and more and more dependent um, to the point of that I begin to feel often what some of my best friends who have intellectual disabilities what they feel on a regular basis um, and the whole goal of what we do is to become fully dependent on each other that uh, just because I don't have an intellectual disability doesn't mean my brothers that do are less than me or are uh, wanting for happiness or wanting for something in life that they don't have they actually have everything that I do and it's our connection and our interaction together that creates something better and greater and then, you know you never know how much you're loved until someone sees your weakness and still wants to jump in and help I mean you know me I mean it's one thing for you to help me out but you know me and you still want to help me out and that does so much for me when my wife sees the ugly side of me and not just the on stage personality um, and she still sticks with me and loves me there's nothing greater than that so you said something earlier about how people there's a misunderstanding with with happy life and, and I agree with that I feel like happy is everywhere everywhere you look songs are about happy movies are about happy people just want to be happy but I, I think that so much of the world has happy wrong I mean they 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 think happy means to remove all of the negative and you said something earlier about how you know we kind of got happy a little messed up I don't know what your exact words were but you're kind of saying along could you jump into that a little bit I had a brother who had a, a pretty extreme physical disability similar to muscular dystrophy where he never grew muscle mass so he was fully dependent physically on his family for everything hardly pick up a pencil um, let alone write on a piece of paper but yet he was a happy person he, he lived a happy life he went through times where he struggled he went through times where it was hard to have a disability but ultimately he knew that God made him and um, he taught me a lesson that trying to eliminate anything that I thought was negative or bad got me nowhere. It was, it, was an extra, it was a futile exercise to try to eliminate the bad or eliminate the negative. And, and not that we invite pain or we look for pain, but pain is part of living. So if, if pain is part of living and if Jesus even experienced pain, then I should expect to experience pain also. And I really believe that a lot of our Christian culture, church culture in America is fully focused on eliminating pain of any kind and that there's some secret to what they would call joy, but I would call happiness in that. And I really think that that has been a lie, that it's it's thoroughly and, and totally untrue in that when we go down that path, it's, it's a never-ending search for something that's right in our hand that God gives us and teaches us about every day. You mean when we go searching for happiness and other things, is that what you mean? Right. We just never stop searching, you can't find it? Right. I, I believe that that search is really, we're looking for something to cover something that's missing or cover a pain that's there or an ache that's, that, that's inborn to us because of sin. And if it's inborn to us because of sin, I think it's something we live with our whole lives. And so we look often look for ways to soothe that pain rather than finding the thing that's actually going to bring us happiness that runs right alongside the pain that we feel. 
people have about the times that we will always show up and we'll see other friends or believers or go to church and how you doing today? Well, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm doing great. I'm, you know, and yet you were just fighting 30 seconds ago in the car before you shut the door, you know, yelling at each other, but all of a sudden now you're good. And, and you rarely ever hear on a, on a Sunday morning, I mean, I'm a preacher's kid and I never heard anyone go, how are you doing? I rarely ever heard someone say, I'm not doing too well. It's always, I'm good. Almost like we felt bad if we said that we weren't you know, doing well. Sometimes when we have our pain, we want to hide it. We don't want anyone else to see it, you know, because we think that's being a poor Christian. But I, I got news for you. Being a Christian means loving God just the way you are. Being a Christian means I'm me and I love God. It doesn't mean I've got to fit into some mold. Or it doesn't mean that I can't admit that I, if I'm struggling, all of a sudden that means I'm not a good Christian. I think it's quite the opposite. I think the, the point of being a Jesus lover to me is someone to help me through the struggle. You know, sometimes the darkest struggles I went through, and you, you say your your brother had some, you know, some difficulties. Well, that's such an understatement. I mean, he was in an iron lung for a while, and you guys going on vacation. The stories you told me are just, and I don't know if you want to go into the depth of that, but for him to be happy, it just, I mean, I think God came to give us happy in the midst of ugly, in the midst of um, trial and the bad. I agree with that. I think that it, I think God sometimes brings us pain in order to help us to be happy, actually, and that that suffering and pain sometimes go hand in hand. Whoa! God. So talk about that a little bit. So sometimes God brings us pain to help us help us to become happy. I think anything that anything that gets in our way with our relationship with God or drives us away from God is is negative and is bad. And I think anything that drives us closer to God is good and I think oftentimes in times of suffering or times of struggle we're driven to really ask God for help and move towards God in ways that we don't otherwise and I, I can only see that as good so I don't I don't see that pain as being negative or bad at all. So what would you what would you say to anyone in the country or the countries actually um, that are listening to this about happiness what would you tell them that you've learned from happiness, how can I, is it something that we can even attain, and if it is, how in the world do we get there? Well, I think, to be honest, a major part of it is God every day puts people on our path, and every day wants us to have relationship with his other people, and when we find people that we connect with, and people that um, help us be the best us that we could be, I think that really is the secret behind it all, that once once we find the group that helps us become what God wants us to be, and then we move into the place of doing the things God wants us to do, I think like that is really the basis for a lot of this. To be the person that God made us to be. Right. But we need each other for that. Yeah, I mean, he made us dependent, and so Adam needed Eve, and Eve needed Adam, and their happiness was interconnected, um, and it was when they looked outside of that relationship between Adam, Eve, and God for some happiness or some sort of anything, that's what disrupted the whole process. So what about our pain? What about our ugly? What do we do with that? Well, I think, I think it's, it's all about going through things with other people, ah. and when we put it out there, it's, it's inviting to other people, and I believe that our pain and our suffering is something that needs to be put out there because we need to, to go through that together to, to actually touch that together and 
there's healing in that, and there is um, soothing in that in its own right. That's something we can't search out yeah. or do on our own, but it's it comes good. from God in groups of people. Yeah. Well, in some ways, I think it's kind of twisted to think, you know, I mean, I, when I find out that you're going through something difficult, you talk about, I've, I contracted this sickness, or I'm ill, or, you know, I just can't get past this sin or this thing, and all of a sudden, I, I get all excited, and I say, you too? I mean, like, right. like, I'm excited that you're struggling, but there's something about the community that is built when I realize you're strugg- you struggle too, right. I, and it's okay for me to struggle, and, and some of my most intimate times with people are when they've seen the ugly part of me, the part that I don't want anyone else to see, and they, re- they receive me, and, and vice versa, man, if if you're going to go through with something together, then first of all, they have to they have to know it, and secondly, if we're supposed to live life with each other, man, if, if I'm holding stuff back, and I'm not letting people see who I am, then they're not really seeing who I am, and the person they're getting to know isn't really Steve Hayes, it's, it's the image I'm allowing them to see of me. Um, getting ready to close here on, on this episode. I think we need to do another episode or two for sure. But would you like to close anything on the importance of us being vulnerable or sharing with each other or letting each other see us in need? Well, I, I guess what I would say would lead us into the next podcast, but I really believe in the, the concept that's out there that our vulnerability is directly connected conquering our shame and we all live with shame because we're all sinners and sin has brought that on us and shame is what separates us and so that interconnectedness that's the powerful tool God's given to conquer the shame of sin and if, if we can conquer the shame of sin then happiness is that that's what is right on the other side of that door wow so you got more on that I do all right well that sounds like a great part two to this podcast giving you plenty here um we want to thank you so much for listening anything you'd like to say to the listeners today and their happiness and that you haven't said already Uh, happy suffering (laughs) that's like an oxymoron right there it's like good grief thanks for your trouble fighting for peace and you will be happy too thank you for listening happy suffering Steve Ace.